0: Learn more at marines.com. Now batting for the New York Yankees, the shortstop number two. Welcome back. This is episode 148 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host Chris, you and Stat Guy Rye. What up? Ugh, it's unfortunately the uh, the post mortem of the 2019 New York Yankees season. Uh, we're recording Monday night. Chris was way too depressed to talk yesterday.
1: It's, can I be honest? I wasn't. It wasn't that I was way too
0: depressed. First of all, my grandmother turned like 90 yesterday. No excuses. So you mean to tell me if they had played game seven last night, you were going to know.
1: No, I would have FaceTimed her. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but no, I it wasn't just that I didn't. I wanted to be a little more emotionally re- removed from it. I didn't just want to come on here and speak what I was feeling in the moment. I was still too connected yesterday. Is that fair?
0: No, and I said that to you earlier today that even though I would have liked to have been out on Monday morning that I think an extra 24 hours is now we can kind of do something a little bit different than all the other shows are doing where everybody was just like in their feelings in the moment. now we're a little bit more removed from it. We can talk about this in a little bit more rational sense that maybe if we would have done this yesterday when it was still kind of raw, we wouldn't have been able to.
1: Right. Like it would have, you would have gotten a raw motion. It would have been erratic. But I mean, this is our, unfortunately, our third time doing this now. So we know how to have a successful therapeutic
0: season ending show. Can I just say something before we actually get into this? I found out that my niece watches us on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. And because she goes to college, she's up in Bloomsburg University. I'm not Mm going to give her name away but she knows who she is. I'll give it away after the show. Okay. Uh, So I'm very happy that she's actually watching us on YouTube instead of doing dumb shit that I used to do when I was in college. How do you know she
1: doesn't do dumb shit and then watch us on YouTube? I'm
0: just saying that somebody that watches her uncle in a YouTube show isn't probably going to get banged um, up like I did back in college, okay? Who's to
1: say she's not eating a sandwich? Has and, your niece and, and then watching us on YouTube. Left us a five star rating and review? Yeah. yeah,
0: hey niece, uh leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes or, you know, on on uh, what did she watch this on YouTube? On the boob tube. Yeah, and everybody else too. Five star rating and review. As well, if you're right? watching
1: this right now, just fucking subscribe. What else is anywhere. there to do?
2: You know?
0: Man. If you know, what was if you Five-star rating and review. What was the most disappointing part about this season? Other than, obviously, falling short sucked. But what really, really disappointed you the most out of this season? It could be anything. It could be a player. It could be, you know. Two words. Domingo well, Herman. If that's how you feel. That but is how I feel. Before we actually get into everything that we want to get into today, she told me, she actually told my wife that she was fell off her Laughing of the idea of you getting punched in the face, Mm -hmm. okay. And the glass she envisioned you getting (laughs) the glass in my eye, getting caught in your eye, and she said it was one of the most funny things she's ever heard. A cousin to be named later. She's my niece.
2: Not funny. Okay, pretty funny.
0: Funny. You know, like Meatloaf said, two out of three ain't bad. Well, two out of three think it's funny, so you're beat on that one, bro. So I'm sorry. So she said, you know, at least you could do is shout me out. And I did. So there you go, niece. Okay. Anyway, now, where do you want to begin? Feel your feelings, man. All right. So do you want to everybody take a couple minutes and feel your feelings instead of going like everybody interjecting? Do you just want everybody just get it out? Get it out. Do you want to go first?
1: Do you want to go first?
0: I'm asking you. I'll go first. All right, go first then.
1: I'm really good at feeling my feelings, man. All right, here's how I feel. I'm extra pissed off because there's so many things that went into this. I mean, first and foremost, this is 2019. This is the year that we've been hearing about over and over. I said it in a tweet. This was the year until it wasn't. And that hurt. The second part of this, how good this team looked in the ALDS. I don't care that they were playing the Twins. This team, the Twins were a good team. That Twins team was probably the most dangerous Twins team that we faced. And we made them look like garbage. We made we made them look like they didn't even belong on the same baseball field. And then you come out in game one, and you shut this team out. You didn't just beat them. Yeah. You shut them out 7 nothing in their home ballpark against the guy that they went out and got at the trade deadline and everyone else thought that this guy is what put them over the top and you sh- even though he didn't give up all the runs he actually pitched a decent game you won that ball game at Houston and then it's like this dark cloud just came over this team and they were like guys slow down you're not supposed to all produce like this in the postseason And just like that, this team turned into a different team. They pressed. You had guys coming through previously that no longer were coming through. You had this narrative around this team that they were living up to. And it wasn't a good one. And it's just like game after game, you just waited for the season to be over. When DJ hit that home run to tie the game... It was probably the most exciting moment I've felt in a long, long time, man. Me and Stat guy, Rye were jumping up and down like we were eight years
2: old. It was pretty awesome.
1: But there was something in the back of my mind because I kept saying it out loud, you can't lose this game. You can't lose this game. Where in the past, I'd say, fuck that, man. This team, there's no way they're losing this game now. I just kept saying it out loud. You can't lose this game because there was something about that game something about this series, no matter how good this Yankees team was, that you just knew they weren't destined to win it. And I was almost pissed off about that, feeling that throughout the entire series, more than I was about them actually losing. That for whatever reason, even though this was supposed to be our year, even though this team won the division, for whatever reason, you just felt like it wasn't their series to win. And that's what upset me. And of course, as that ball crushes off the stupid ass wall in in left center field and sends the Astros into the World Series, I was right. They were not destined to win it. And what pissed me off more than anything—and this will be my last point—not the over overly passionate and irrational fans on Twitter and anywhere else you look. It was call me stupid. I don't care. Erroldis Chapman smirk as Altuve rounded the bases and I'm sitting there after 162 games plus nine postseason games of just sitting on the edge of my seat and dying for this team to win a pennant it was a Raldis Chapman with the smirk on his face like this was some type of fucking joke that he just gave away the pennant after this team fought day in and day out the entire season that's what pissed me off the most because I know that that's his way of handling situations like this. You've seen him smirk in the regular season, but this was no time to have any type of smile on your face. This was a failure and you were at the head of it on that pitch.
2: I'm done.
0: All right, Ryan, you want to go next? Sure. You
2: know, for me, it's, I get really, I shut down. I get, I get quiet, angry, disappointed when it first happens. And, and it's, It's tough. Those first 24 hours, it's hard. You wake up the next day, you forgot that it happened, and then it pops back into your mind. That sucks. But Aaron Judge said in the post game, I think it was, that this season was a failure. And I've been trying to wrap my head around that statement. Was this season truly a complete failure? and we said before the year started that if they didn't make the world series this year i think that's that was the the benchmark we made that if, yes, if the that's, yankees that's what mine was yeah i think we all agreed on that that if the yankees didn't make the world series this year then we would have deemed this a failure of a season but then you you kind of just got you got to take a step back and look at the adversity that this team went through for an entire season and still managed to win 103 right 103 games yeah. you look at that and you have to be impressed you look at the storylines that this team was able to produce throughout the regular season. And look, I know this is a glass half full kind of take. And it's if you do feel like this season was a failure, you have every right to feel that way. But I can't say that this was a complete failure. When you have guys like Gio Shella coming through that you had no idea was going to be this kind of player. And now he is a staple in this Yankees lineup going forward, I think. And you had a, a guy who had a season, at least in my recollection, I have never seen a season that DJ LeMahieu had this year for the New York Yankees, it has been year after year of 200, 250 averages, guys who hit for power and, and don't hit for average. And this guy was a breath of fresh air for me because that's what made me love the game was seeing guys who just went out there and hit the ball and played baseball the way it was supposed to be played. And DJ LeMay, was the epitome of that. And I was grateful to be able to watch him on the Yankees this year because, you know, we've known a lot about him, that he was something special with the Rockies, and the narrative was, will that translate out of Coors Field into Yankee Stadium, and it friggin' did. And then some. Not only It didn't just translate, it improved. So when you have those storylines, you know, going into this year, if any other team in baseball – Started without their ace pitcher, without their best bullpen arm in Dylan Batancas, without their starting center fielder in Aaron Hicks, without their starting shortstop in Didier Gregorius, with Miguel Andujar going down immediately for the year. That is a ridiculous amount of adversity to overcome. And the Yankees, for the most part, did overcome that, but it just was too much to overcome in the end because they needed Dylan Batancas. They needed that stupid idiot Domingo Herman. to to be there in that series they needed a healthy John Carlos Stanton and they just didn't have it because that was that was the that was the theme of the year next man up right next man up but that next man didn't show up in the end there against Houston and it and it hurts man it hurts it's good to vent right now this feels good talking it out but that sucked, man. And, and it is a disappointment of a season for sure. But I'm not calling the season a failure because we got to watch DJ LeMayhew, who might just be a future big piece for this team. And we saw Glaber Torres really shine and become a superstar. And I get it, man. It hurts. But this is a team, in my opinion, that has some years left on it. The gas tank is not on E right now. It's about halfway full, I'd say. So there's still room to win with this group. And I look forward to the next year. It's gonna to be tough and, and I, I, I'm gonna watch every game again probably next year, sure. I, I don't know right now, but it, it was a fun year and I'm glad I got to do this with you guys again this year. This is uh really great.
0: Are you retiring?
2: No, I'm not. I'm just saying that this is you know, this is really awesome to be able to, you know, talk Yankees with you guys all the time and it just sucks, man. It sucks that we couldn't celebrate together because, you know, I Christian and I, we weren't really close until we started doing this and it would have been nice to celebrate with you too if Christian came over for it. I think he would have been here for the seventh game.
0: Mm, no. Well, right, whatever. The money.
2: Regardless, we would have found a way to celebrate with one yeah. another. So I, that that's thats the biggest thing, you know. I just wanted to enjoy it and really just sit back and say they did it. And we have to wait another year for that. Yep.
0: Uh I don't even know where to begin because there's so many thoughts that are running through my mind. I've tweeted a bunch of them, and I'm going to try to put it ver- out verbally in one monologue, I guess you could say. Um, and I'm a, in agreement with Ryan in the sense that I don't want to call this season a failure because you can, like, we're all gonna we're all gonna go back and and look at the guys and the the days, the games that were missed by key components of this team and then the there was even injuries to the backups you know Gio Rochella was on the IL you you know you you know you had guys that stepped up and they got hurt too and then their replacements came in so to see that I mean that you know you don't want to say that was a failure of a season because in my mind you have to take some solace in the fact that this team still fought and scrapped and got themselves to 103 wins. And I'm not saying that I'm satisfied with just being a 100-win team and losing in the American League Championship Series, but I'm saying with the storylines around this team this season, that they got to that point, I can't... If they were healthy all year and they won 100-plus games and flamed out like this, yeah, I would, I would slap a big fat F on it. But I just... This was one of the most fun regular seasons I can remember watching in a really, really long time. And because of that, it made you proud to be a fan. And, it, you know, so you don't want to say that it was a complete and abject failure, but in the end, it is. And it's massively disappointing that they didn't make the World Series this year. And we sat here on this show and we talked about it. We gave our full trust to Brian Cashman when he told us in 2016 that he said, hey, guys, I'm going to rebuild this team, and in 2019, that's going to be the year. This is going to be the year you can start judging me on and judging my vision for the New York Yankees. That's why last year, as much as it sucked to see them get their asses kicked by Boston, it didn't really bother me that much because I still felt that that was a rebuilding year. And that's what I was told. And you know what? Maybe it's my fault for listening to Brian Cashman and trusting him. And we'll see. We'll see if I we were all wrong in that. But where I draw the line is 2020. You need to be in the World Series in in 2020, or get or you got to stop running this team. I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel right now. And you guys know, and the listeners of this show know that I'm not the DFA uh, everybody person. I'm not the fire the manager person. But You've had now what 16, 17, 18, 19, four years going into the fifth season of when you convinced Hal Steinbrunner to let you run the team the way that you wanted to. And if you don't deliver at least an American League championship to me, you got to go. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. And this, and you know how much I love Aaron Boone, and I think he's done a fantastic job this year. And honest to God, I don't think anybody else gets the Yankees to 103 wins besides Aaron Boone because we said it 103 times on this show that you got to give him credit just for being able to keep this team together. Go back and look at those lineups that they had when they tr- when they played the San Francisco Giants. You wanted to fucking puke when you saw them, and they st- and they swept that series. Now, granted, San Francisco's not a great team, but come on, guys, when you try trying guy guys that you never even heard of, like. Outside of Luke Voigt and DJ LeMayu, I mean, come on now. You got to give the manager credit for that. But again, if you don't get me to the World Series in 2020, he's got to go too. I'm sorry. Three years for a manager that doesn't get me at least a pennant is enough. Joe Girardi got 10 years. He gave me a World Series. Joe Torre was here how long? He gave me four World Series. Aaron Boone's got to give me something. I gotta get something out of 2020, or I want to see changes on this team. And I think I'm being fair in saying that. I don't think I'm overreacting to the loss. I just think that it's time now where we start seeing results as fans. Making it to the American League Championship Series is not enough. Mike Francesa said this today to some caller that called in and said, "Well, Mike, you know every year we're gonna, you know, you know we're gonna field a competitive team," and he's like. You know, basically saying bullshit. That's bullshit because do, do you want to be a regular... Do you just want to be everybody else or do you want to be the New York Yankees? Do you want to be everybody else? Do you want to be the 29 other teams in Major League Baseball or do you want to be the New York Yankees? I want to be the fucking New York Yankees. I want, I want to be the person I want to be the fan of a team that everybody hates because they're so good. They're envious of us. They're jealous of us. They can't stand the fact that we win every year. Right now we're a fucking laughingstock because we still have a high payroll. We still have all these superstars and now we've lost what? Four consecutive ALCSs, right? Four straight ALCSs. The Yankees cannot get over the hump. That's unacceptable. I'm sorry. That is unacceptable. And and I'm telling you right now, 2020 is my final straw. I'm gonna be call, I'm gonna be calling for changes if if they don't get. And and again, do they have to win in 2020? Do they have to win it all in 2020? Absolutely fucking they do. No questions asked. But if they get there and fall short, I, I'll be willing to give them another year. But they cannot. It cannot fall short of the World Series of 2020. Absolutely can't do it. And there's a lot of reasons why this hurts more than it does in other years, because of that promise to us that 2019, oh, I have a vision. I have a plan. Well, you know what, Brian Cashman? Obviously, your vision and your plan did not work out this year. We gave you all gave you the benefit of the doubt. You know, Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, you know, uh Patrick Corbin, this one, that one. We all saw the reasonings why you didn't get him, but you needed one of them. And granted, we'll get into this in a few minutes. It's not the reason why the Yankees lost this series, in my opinion, that they didn't have an ace. But it goes to show you how much easier it would have been to win this series if you had one.
1: I think that's very fair. Yep, agree.
0: And who was the big guy, the big guy that you went out and said in 2008, I need this guy to win a World Series. CC Sabathia, right? That's why this one hurts because that man deserved to go out his last moment as a Major League Baseball player should have been on a parade float, not hanging not not holding together what was left of his shoulder. That's what he deserved and we didn't do that. You as the general manager of this ball club, you did not provide enough talent around him to do that and I'm sorry that's on him. That's not That's why that hurts, because C.C. Sabathia deserved more than that. You saw Joe Girardi fucking crying after the guy's shoulder literally fell off his body. Why? Because everybody loves and respects C.C. Sabathia, the ultimate teammate, right? That's what they all said about him. Yep. He deserved more than that, and we couldn't give it to him. And another thing, you know, I just turned 36 years old. Every year... It just seems longer and more arduous, in to get back to the same point. And I'm not saying I'm dying or you know I'm not going to have uh, another good thirty years. But how many, you know, how many times do we have to get to? It takes so long. It takes so long to get to this point to fall short. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to get to this point to fall short. It's such now, look. Now here we go now. We're in the middle we're mid to late October, November, December, January, February. That's 4 months before you see anybody t- touch a baseball again. So I got I got 4 months no baseball. Then I got to go through a month and a half of spring training where it's just basically like a giant cocktease. It's what it comes down to. You get a little bit, but you're not really getting anything. You get to see people play baseball, but it doesn't mean anything. You can get your hopes up and be like, wow, baseball's right around the corner. And then it's seven months. It's seven long months where it's every single day. This becomes your life. If you are a diehard fan of, of a baseball team, it becomes your life. You're with this team day in and day out for seven months. And then it all ends, and you get nothing out of it. Yep. That's why, and that's I never really thought of. You know, I I ne- never really hit me like that until after they lost on Saturday night. I gotta get it. I and look, I'm old enough, man. I 96 to 2000. Yeah, nine, 2009. Nobody's gonna cry a, a river for me, because everybody knows that there's teams that that haven't won shit in that span. But I'm a like we said, like I just said. I'm a fan of the Yankees. I don't want to be like everybody else. I don't want to be like everybody else. I want. Look, man, I'm pissed off. I tell you, I'll tell you. You want to say how petty I am? I'm mad that they lost because I wanted to buy a new fucking hat that said World Series on Jesus. the side of it.
1: Can I make you
0: one? No, because they didn't make the World Series. I'm sorry. I want to be able to walk into the models and drop three hundred dollars on World Series gear every single fucking year and have my wife yell at me and say, do you really need to spend the money on that? And I say, yes, I do.
1: <laughs> my wife said you're too loud. I told her you're almost done.
0: <sighs> I'm sorry. Uh, t- please. You, t- you know what? Your wife can back off, okay? <laughs> trying to feel my feelings over here. If she doesn't like it, she can take the kids and go sleep in the <laughs> oh, van yeah, outside, that's, okay? That's not your call. Uh...
1: <sighs> Listen, so you're calling for Cashman's head if they don't do it
0: they have to win next this is it this is my final straw for him this is it i and if you think i'm being irrational you can tell me but i don't think so i think we've given him enough know. time here.
1: i don't really see it as irrational. i don't necessarily agree with you but i don't think you're wrong by any means i don't know how much how much changing a general manager is going to do
0: to put this team over the top But what I can guarantee you is... It doesn't matter. You know what? When you sell somebody something and mm -hmm. it doesn't come through... I agree. That should cost you your job. I agree. But for me, the biggest
1: thing is one of these guys has to be signed. Right? There's no... I don't know if I would necessarily call for his head if they don't make it. But I can guarantee you I'm not sitting here defending him next season. If one of these guys like Cole or Stroudsburg is not signed.
0: We'll get into Cole a little bit later on in the show. I don't want to... You no, know, I know. I'm deep just, into off-season moves. because I'm just, that's what we'll. What I'm telling you is further
1: shows. I agree with you that something has to be done. Those are just the smaller things outside of the big picture, or what I'm more focused on to see out of him at this point. Because I don't know if I'll call for everyone's head. I just know that there's no more excuses that are going to be made. And just like you, I don't think it's what cost them the series, but you're 100% right in saying, man, this, you don't want to say it would have been a cakewalk, but this shit would have been a lot easier. And they're probably in the world series. If they do have that type of workhorse on this rotation, in this rotation.
0: And I don't know if you guys heard, I was on with our buddy Munch. He was, uh, he asked me to come on and do a few minutes with him Saturday before game six. And I told him, I said, I think the Yankees can win tonight, but I do. And I would have had any, and it, and I had no good feeling whatsoever about Game 7 because they had nowhere to go. They had absolutely nowhere to go. They would have had to have gone out there and blitzed Garrett Cole for 20 runs in the first inning for them to be able to win Game 7 because you saw Tommy Kainley was on fumes, Chad Green was on fumes, even Britton was running out of it a little bit. And if he doesn't give up that home run to Altuve, he... Roller's Chapman would have had to go two innings just to save, just to keep that game going. And what would you have had out of Rollers Chapman in Game Seven? So, you know what? Here, <clears throat> here's a guy now that really proved a lot to me in Game Five of this, this series, and that was James Paxton. He drops his balls out on that mound, and he yep. said, and he said, "We're not going home tonight." He said that. He told his manager, "I'm good. Let's go. Let's fucking go."
1: That's exactly what he said.
0: And then he nearly verbatim he nearly went because if they're yeah. using juice bowls, <laughs> that ball's probably out of the ballpark. But you know what? He that, how many times have we seen that he's had a terrible first inning and he didn't let that shit snowball. He did not. He gave a one run and he settled in there and he pitched a phenomenal game. So now I'm confident that we have one guy. Do we have two guys? Is Luis Severino the guy again? We have no, we have nothing to go on. I have no idea. We have absolutely nothing to go on. I have no clue. He looked, he looked decent, solid, good, whatever. Not adju- even, I mean, not even. But what was
1: he giving him? Four innings, right? That's not a guy. Now, how much of that has to do with the fact that he was hurt all year? I don't know. But that's not a guy.
0: Again, Masahiro Tanaka. He, you know, he can pitch to a four eight. 5, 10, 19, 30, 70 year array in the regular season. It's not going to change my opinion of what he does in the regular, in the postseason, even though he didn't have a great game. That was game four, right? When he got, lit, he got hit up a little bit. He gave it four runs. Okay. So he had one, he had his first bad postseason start. Big deal. I'm not really too concerned about it. If you put an ace in front of those three guys, you have the best team in Major League Baseball. A legitimate ace in front of those three guys, you have the best team in Major League Baseball. And we'll talk about that a little bit more at the end of the show when we get to Garrett Cole. But right now, I'm going to read you these numbers here. Okay, These are these are the numbers of the American League Championship Series. Runs. Yankees scored more runs than the Houston Astros. Average. Yankees had a higher average than the Houston Astros. Average of runners in scoring position. The Yankees had a higher average than the Houston Astros. Home runs. Yankees hit more home runs than the Houston Astros. Starters ERA, the Yankees had a lower starters ERA than the Houston Astros. Bullpen ERA, the Yankees had a lower bullpen ERA than the Houston Astros. Wins, the Houston Astros won the series four games to two. How is that even possible?
1: Very um, inflated
0: from game one. It's a, it's a statistical anomaly that you can... can you. And they're not even... Cl- I mean, runs were close, but 20 points on average. 70 points on runners in scoring position... Starter zero, point 0.3, almost two full runs in bullpen in array, and you lose the series. It's shitty, man. It makes it so much worse. Yeah, it
2: does make it much worse. I didn't <clears> know that.
1: <throat> so what went wrong? I mean, what went wrong? What do you attribute to this failure?
0: The inability to hit runs run scoring position. You just said they had a higher average, so that's not it. Yes. That was
2: the Yankees' reason. It has nothing to do with what the Astros did. I Here's where I disagree.
1: It Clearly, the numbers show you it does not have to do with that. It has to do with what Ryan always says, timing. Didn't matter how, where they hit with runners. In, it didn't matter how many times they hit with runners in scoring position. It was where and when they did it. They never did it. They never did it in the moments that they truly needed to. And it was all about the Astros when they did do it, that it was the biggest moments of the entire series.
0: They hit 100 with runners in scoring position. I guarantee you, all three of those three hits are uh, Springer's three run home run, Correa's three run home Correct. run, and Gr- and Goriel's three run home run. I don't think anybody else on that team had a hit with runners in scoring position. There you go. And the Yankees had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity for somebody to get a hit, and nobody got a hit after game one. And after... And okay, you want to say, you know, Hicksy had a big home run, but they didn't do anything. They didn't do a damn thing after that. Hey, thank God he had that home run. Because
1: if he didn't, they didn't do anything. I mean, thank God that whole the whole game six was based on one swing of the bat in game five. Because if he doesn't hit that home run, the game's over.
0: That's scary. And... You want to again? You want to? S- why this? Re- if this was last year and they didn't hit runners in scoring position, you're like, well, they didn't do it all year, so why would I expect them to do it in the postseason? They led major league baseball with- like
1: a two ninety four.
0: Would runners in scoring position, and then in the final. What in the final five games of the of this of the championship series they couldn't they couldn't buy a hit. You could have gave Enwood and Carnacion a fucking ironing oh, board yeah. and he wouldn't have touched the base. You could have given an ironing board to hit a beach ball and he still would have struck you out. Mm-hmm. I think he struck you out eleven times in sixteen at bats in this series. It's Unacceptable. Unacceptable. And we're gonna we're gonna. Go deeper into this because uh, I'm going to start on Wednesday with the keep them And we're going to start in episode 149 and decided which way I'm going to go. yet, yeah, if we're going to do pitching, you know, or position players first. But and when we debate this, we're going to really have to debate on certain guys. If their performance in this series changed your mind on whether you I would, forget, do we do
1: everyone whether they're definitely staying or not? Last year I
0: did everyone, and people were triggered by the fact that I would. Put I think we have enough like guys right now. Aaron that we Judge can... on there. I think I'm going to really whittle it down to really. I think there's people enough that guys. we can have good debates over. Yeah,
1: I think there's enough guys to be able yeah, to do there that. There is.
0: But like, like I, why? Like, I was thinking about this. Like, why would I put Jacoby Ellsbury on the list? Everybody wants him to go, and the Yankees can't do anything with him. So, what's the point? I think this year we're really going to try to guys that. It, you can really have an interesting debate about.
1: I don't put anything I don't
0: I don't put the series on one
1: move or one pitch or anything in a sense of this is where they lost the series. All I'll say is that this one in particular moment is what could have absolutely swayed this series to go the Yankees way. And that was Otavino's home run in game two. If he doesn't give up that home run to who was it, Springer? Yeah. If he doesn't give up that home run, it's a big if, but if he doesn't give up that home run, the way that the rest of the bullpen looked, man, they probably squeak that game out and go back home 2 0. Not saying that wins them the series, but it definitely changes a lot. It definitely changes a lot. That was a big moment. That was a big game. You want to talk about a swing game? Game three is usually the most important. Man, like we said, you never expect the Yankees to go back home up to nothing after playing two games in Houston in the ALCS. But the fact they had that at their fingertips and they couldn't pull through and they went through how many pitchers and how many pitches and how many innings and fell short. And then they show up in New York and it was just this shitty storm looming over. The first game was actually nice weather and they just looked dead. And then after that, it was just one game after the next. Even the, even like we said, game five, the game they won, they had no right winning it. They came, out of, they came out of the gate and looked just like they did in game four with all those errors and just sloppy baseball. That's how they looked to start game five. They were playing sloppy right off the bat. They gave up a first inning run. They had no right winning that game. Was I happy they did? Fucking of course. It was great. But, man, you just knew. You knew no matter what. They just weren't going to pull this off. Yeah. And then DJ hits that fucking home run, man. And you're like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was the magic. Maybe that was it. But you texted a Christian right away, and I was kind of pissed at you when you texted it because it was just in the moment. But you said that wasn't going to be enough. And I was probably pissed because I was feeling it, too, and I didn't want to admit it. But you said it wasn't going to be enough. Not against this team. They had to win it there. They had to take the lead there. Didn't happen. What you said happened absolutely did. The huh. best
2: The best part about this team for me was the different ways in which they were able to win games this year. It was, it was somebody stepping up one day, and then it was another guy. It was a great defensive game. It was a power game. It was a contact game. But then in this series, it, they became almost one-dimensional. They relied on the long ball to to get the runs. That was the only way they were scoring after that first game. That was the only way they were crossing the plate.
0: That's the only way Houston scored too. Right.
2: Yeah. But this isn't. A, this is just the Yankees. But I'm saying no, everybody that wants no, to say
0: that, oh, the Yankees rely oh, no. I mean, too much on the said. home run. You right. Know, that's how Houston won the series. Right. Yeah. They but got,
2: I, what I'm saying is, is and that is a way you can win. But when you're not doing that all year and you're finding different ways to win and you're. You know your bottom of the lineup is stepping up. They look like they're you know top of the lineup type of guys. Your six through nine hitters they disappeared in this series for the most part. But you
0: want to know some and somebody that really I earned a lot of my respect in the in Game Six was Gio Urshela. Sure, yeah, he. I mean, he because he showed up to play in Game Six. Yep, you couldn't find him in the in the postseason. I mean, he made some nice defensive plays, but he didn't do shit with the bat. And you're saying to yourself, "Oh, is the is the is he turning back into a pumpkin? Is he turning back into Gio? Yeah. And he showed up in Game Six. They're not even in position to tie that game if it's not for him. He was and, on base yeah, all four at,
1: times. And, and let's just talk about how important Judge's defense was because he didn't never. I mean, did he ever come through in the big spot offensively? All series,
0: maybe once. He hit that home run off of Verlander in Game Two.
1: Yeah. Uh, other than that, no, he had a, he did not have a good series, but he, but uh, but defensively, he really made up for it. I mean, how many runs did he save, whether it went down as a save run or not? In your in the stupid statistical, you know, whatever analysis, how many runs did he truly save? He was phenomenal out there.
0: Well, you saw that ball uh, that yes. he stopped with his hand. Yeah, you know that gets by him. Houston's going to score again. Yeah, right. that was nice. Right, and I tweeted this out and I wanted to know legitimately I wasn't looking to argue with anybody but you know everybody was calling for Gary Sanchez's head they wanted Austin Romine to catch and, and bench Gary and I'm saying and I said you know Judge is struggling but he's not struggling as bad as Gary because Judge is still up there working at bats getting his walks you know if if Judge was mired in such an he Gary, sometimes he looks like he doesn't have a clue up there. Mm -hmm. You have to be fair about it. Yeah. You know, at least Judge is seeing up there. He's trying to to work counts, have an approach up there. You know, if he looked like Gary Sanchez up there, and I said this, would you be calling for Cameron Maven to be starting over uh, Aaron Judge? Negative. Negative. The answer that I, a lot of a lot of the answers that I got is that fans were saying, no, because there's one thing that Aaron Judge can provide that Gary Sanchez doesn't, and that's great defense. Judge is still providing extreme value on the field even when he's not hitting. And people never give him, and say this, uh, say this all the time, he ne- does not get the credit he deserves for being a right fielder.
1: I think he's starting to. I really do. I think he's starting to especially making some of those big plays on national you know during national games, but it's just a matter of not seeing him that way. You see Aaron Judge, you see a home run hitting superstar, power bat. Defense will always be secondary to that. And really right now it shouldn't be. I mean, that's how good that's how good he is in right field. You can make an argument he's the best defensive right fielder in the game. It probably him and Mookie Betts. I mean, there's really no one else on the
2: same planet right now. Yeah, and to be honest, I think in this series, he kind of separated himself defensively from Mookie Betts. Yeah, he could have. Really, he might I, I He might have. I, I trust Aaron Judge more than any right fielder right now. But, I mean, I'm a biased Yankee fan. That's the only right fielder I watch consistently. But, I mean, just look at the plays he made in this series. Like you just said, that yeah. last play at the end there. Crazy. I mean, the game would have been over before we had the… So, So, the what
1: went wrong, though? What's the main thing? I mean, you read those stats… Whether they're inflated or not from game one, what went wrong? I mean, can you blame it on one guy? Did a DH have a hit in this series for the Yankees? Uh, honestly, I did mean, you blame yeah, it on and the and DH.
0: Car- I mean, Cardinals Car- Car- had one hit, I think.
1: Yeah, at home,
0: game three. Game three. They had, you want to blame anything, they just did not, they, they just didn't come through with the big hit. They yeah. didn't they, they just didn't execute And and people are saying
1: People are talking about the talent And that they didn't have the talent To take them to the promised land I, I disagree I just think that talent Didn't execute What they've been doing all year Is that I mean is that fair? Say that again I Completely agree and People say to People kept saying to me They didn't have the talent To win it all oh, I that's disagree not, That's not I right. think they did no. I
0: think the talent Just didn't execute They come through Two Two hits That's it and when they, if Gary Sanchez comes through with a hit against Zach Greinke in game four, the Yankees win that game. Mm-hmm. Zach Greinke's yeah. out of the game at that point. Yep. Yeah. And you see how quickly it changes that he, Greinke, who could not find the plate, gets strike one called on a borderline at best pitch. Changes the whole at bat, yeah, and gets them out of the inning, yeah, and changes the entire game. This is what upsets me the most about umpires. They think there's no consequence to their actions. Oh, if I just call this a strike, but it's not really. What's it really going to mean? It cost the yank And you can say that I'm being overly dramatic. It cost the Yankees a game, in my opinion. If he- Gary Sanchez goes up 1-0 in that count, Zach Ranky's liable to not even throw another strike in that at bat. Okay. I will agree with you
1: if you're putting it on Zach Greinke and not on Gary Gary Sheffield, Jesus Christ, on Gary Sanchez. If you're going to sit here and tell me that that sways the at-bat in a sense of Greinke not throwing another strike, fine. But I'm not going to sit here and agree with you if you're saying that it puts Gary in a better position to get a base hit because it's something he really didn't do all series.
0: Okay, but wouldn't you rather be up 1-0 than down?
1: 100%. I just think no matter what, at that point in time, Gary was so lost, it didn't matter what the count would be. Now, if you want to tell me that it puts more pressure on Zach Greinke to then throw a strike and to get through that at bat, I will agree with you 100%. I mean, that could have swayed his entire outing at that point. But I'm not going to sit here and blame an umpire for putting Gary Sanchez in a bad spot because, man, he just looks so lost. And he started to come around at the end. He had a nice home run. He had another... RBI hit. I think he, you know, maybe had a couple more. Hits. I'm not
0: saying the pitch was even that bad, but you just see how quickly it changes. It changes. Yeah. That's Absolutely. a ball. That's a complete we have a we might be talking about something completely different right now.
1: These umpires hold a lot of weight in, in the results
0: of these games. And apparently, uh the guy that was behind the plate in game six had the worst rated game in the postseason in terms of calling balls and strikes
1: oh yeah I guess what I could have fucking told you that I mean that a one strike ball. he called
2: on Houston. He had an atrocious that a bad to- call I've ever seen. That a
0: bat against in uh, Gardner uh, he had against Gardner Terrible. where he gave him the inside, in the outside corner. Terrible. And you know what? John Smoltz even said this, and we've I had my issues with John Smoltz. I think he's a fucking dipshit. Yeah. And he's and you can tell me whatever you want that I'm wrong. He's still completely no, uh, you're right. He's completely ups- still completely butthurt that the Yankees won eight straight World Series games against him his uh, Braves back in 96, 99. He's still upset about that. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, I'd probably still be upset about it too. Okay. Same, <laughs> but he said it, he said it. Listen, you can't give the pitcher inside and outside. That's not fair to the batter. You, If you want to establish one side of the plate where you're going to give a little bit extra, that's fine, but you can't give extra on the other side of the no. plate. Mm-mm.
1: No, you can't. Mm-mm. You're either giving on the inside part or the outside part. Yep. And one thing I always try and tell Ryan too when we're watching the game, it doesn't matter if it's a lefty or a righty. If you're giving, if you're an umpire giving the outside corner, it's the outside corner. If you're giving the inside corner, you're giving the inside corner. It depends on the batter. But you can't give both. It's bullshit. It's completely unfair because you can only expect a batter to adjust so much to your strike zone at that point. It's just completely, I mean, and I'm not even saying that this is why the Yankees lost. Houston got just as yeah. bad call. I mean, Yankees definitely had some really tough ones in some big spots. But the the way he was calling for Houston too was just yeah. oh my,
2: it was tough to watch. You know where it really screws you too? Like a uh, the main example I'm picturing in my head is Aaron Judge. They uh, I think it was that same game called a very low breaking ball for a strike. Yeah, it was way out of the zone. But what that does is now Aaron Judge is up there saying, "All right, I got I got a swing got at to this pitch. A low it's pitch. A strike." Yeah. So then the next pitch, it's it's even further down out of the zone, but he had a swing at it because he thought maybe it was going to be a strike. So it changes your entire approach up there. At least I would say so. And here's and you know, I, I mean
1: that goes a long way, yeah. man. That's, and here's my thing as fans: sometimes we're unfair because we have that K zone now. Yeah. And like the pitch can be like a hairline off the plate, and we see it missed, and it's a it's a big spot. So as fans. We're kind of a little overdramatic about it, and we're flipping out. These weren't even close. No. This, I mean, the one pitch that comes to my mind is the Astros were on the mound. The ball was right over the plate. It was right over the plate.
2: Yeah, that was the worst. Call and he called, called it ever, a ball I've ever seen in my life.
1: I he called it a ball. You can't. And what does that do to both sides? Whether it's the Yankees getting screwed to the Astros at the time, to both sides, it ruins your approach at the plate. Because this guy, you don't know what he's calling a strike. So now in your mind, you're getting up there and you're saying, anything close, I got to swing at. And with the way some of the Yankee hitters looked, it definitely went against them. Mm. Because guys like Gary, guys like Edwin, they're already swinging at shit off the plate. Mm. Now they're swinging at everything. And it just, I, I mean, you can't have that in the postseason. Can't have it ever. But you certainly can't have it in the postseason
0: you know what that was a big at bat I think Artie was up with two runners on you know you gotta you're an umpire you gotta be better in that situation absolutely you gotta read you gotta read the room you know know that this is game six the Yankees Mm -hmm. are facing elimination you know they got they got a scoring opportunity here You, you gotta read the room and obviously you know if that had happened to Houston we don't really we wouldn't be you know yelling about it because you know screw them right but still even though even as a as a baseball fan, the y- umpires have to be better in these situations.
1: All right, listen, as a baseball fan, I make sure I say out loud that a pitch is bullshit. And when the Astros were getting bullshit calls against them, I said it out loud. I wasn't as as uh, pissed off, obviously, but I'm still able to to say what's what's right and what's wrong at that
0: point. All right, so right or wrong? Okay, let's segue into the next part of the show here. Right or wrong? Should a role as Chapman, have pitched to Jose Altuve at the end of the game. I I am a firm
1: believer in not getting beat by Altuve there. And now you made me really think, if you want to say your part of what you texted us because it was your thought, you say that and then I'll give you my points because
0: what I feel is really based a lot off of what you said. I don't know, and I know things have changed in in baseball with analytics, and maybe now it's okay to walk the winning run into scoring position, but when I learned how to play baseball and I learned the nuances of the game, you didn't walk the winning run into scoring position with two outs. Okay. You didn't do that. And I understand it's Jose Altuve. The guy's an MVP. He's one of the best players in Major League Baseball. I fucking hate his guts, but he is. Okay. And Jake Marisnik is a backup player. I get all that.
1: After the series, man, I'm being honest, you can probably argue he's the best player in baseball. Mm,
0: I don't know about no, that. No, he is. No, come on. He is. No I other player going. comes what through you, that way. What's your point? My point is, is that I understand that it's Altuve, a top five player in the game, versus Jake Marisnik, a fucking bench player, that that's what you're doing. But you're going to walk the winning run into scoring position where now you're allowing yourself to be beat by a, by a duck snort that falls in, into, the, into the grass there. I'm not doing it. If Rose Chapman's got it. Rose Chapman's one of the best closers in baseball. You gotta make your pitches there. That's first off. And second off, now you're gonna walk out, you're gonna walk a runner into scoring position. Everybody's bitching and complaining that Gary Sanchez sucks defensively. And to be fair, he did have a rough couple of games towards the end of the season. He was like a brick wall back there through what game four maybe? Mm. Game three? Mm -hmm. Had it really improved this year. Really was had a great series behind the plate. Against uh, Minnesota, had a had a, you know it was good the first couple of games, and I don't know what happened to him. I don't know what happened to him. He kind of revert, he had revertigo again, where he reverted back into being a, a subpar defensive catcher in terms of keeping the ball in front of him. So now now what you want to do is you want to you want to push this runner in a scoring position, and then you don't trust Gary Sanchez to block the ball. Against a guy who bounces sliders routinely, so now you want to give this runner, now you want to be able to put this runner at third base, right? Where now anything can friggin' happen, and this you, you can give the Astros a cheap run and win the game there. I know it's Jose Altuve versus Jake Marisnik, but you don't walk, not intentionally at least. You want to be really careful to him and try to. Live on the corners. I don't have a problem with that. You can't intend, You can't just say four. Put him on base. You can't do that. I'm sorry. Not in that situation. Absolutely not. Now your season on the line. Am I putting the winning run in scoring position?
2: Now, I just I have a question. Was that a two o count on Altuve? Uh, he what? When he hit the home run. No, what it was 2-1. It was 2-1. Here's why I disagree, and I would have walked him. I wouldn't have given, given him the free pass right out of the gate. I would have hoped that a, a Chapman could work ahead of the count, and if he did, then I'd keep attacking him. But he fell behind, and here's the one thing I noticed during that appearance for Chapman, was that his fastball command was non-existent. It didn't exist.
0: It, he just lost it against Springer. So I now, don't know what the heck. Watching
2: that Altuve at bat, before it even started, I said... <laughs> If he doesn't spot this fastball for a strike, he has to intentionally walk him because then what's the only other option for Araldis Chapman? If you're not throwing the fastball, you got to throw the slider. And if he and I said it before it happened, unfortunately, that if he hung a slider, Altuve was going to hit a bomb sliders. So instead of giving a guy like Altuve, an MVP winner, that slider, I think since his fastball wasn't working there, I would have elected to put him on first base and go, gone on to Marisnik. not because. It was necessarily Altuve, but because of the repertoire that Araldis Chapman features and it wasn't working the way it usually does. And that bodes uh, terribly against a guy like Jose Altuve who just absolutely mashes a slider that misses. And that was the, probably the worst pitch Chapman's, considering the context too, the worst pitch he's thrown all year, an 84-mile-an-hour slider just right down the middle. Here's my take. I thought a lot about what you said because
1: it is true. It's the golden rule. It's an unwritten rule. You don't walk the winning run into scoring position. You never do it.
0: You know, but Springer it, was at second base. Obviously, so it's an obvious no-brainer. Right. But he wasn't. I agree. You're pushing the winning run into scoring position. But here's my problem.
1: Regardless of the outcome, in a guy like Altuve, he is the winning run. He is the run. In one swing of the bat, he can ruin a season, and he did it. So in that point at that point we feature we watch a game now that features everything around analytics. Where's the analytics here? Where's the analytics that tell me what better chances Aroldis Chapman has at getting a guy like Marisnik out than Jose Altuve? Where are my analytics? How many swings and misses does Marisnik have on a on a slider more than Altuve? You gotta you. This you can't have a, a game that is completely run by analytics. Come down to chance after your team just hits a two-run home run, and you have the best hitter in baseball right now up at the plate. In my opinion, and I thought long and hard about it after you said it, Jose Altuve is the winning run in this in this situation with who was on deck. You're not walking the, the the winning run in. He's at the plate because of what he did and what he's capable of doing. So at that point, I'm not getting beat by Jose Altuve. I'm sorry. Give me give me Marizic. If Marizic wants to be uh, Luis Gonzalez hero mm-hmm. and bloop one over over Didi's head and the winning run scores, I'll, I'll live with that way more than a guy who has continuously killed us. Hitting one off the wall yeah. But did Aaron, and sending his team into the World Series. Obviously, the manager didn't want to live with that. But listen, and I'm not saying intentionally walk him. Mm-hmm. Throw it in the dirt. Throw in the dirt four times.
2: I don't care. Throw him high fastballs. He's five feet. He's five feet tall. Throw it high. Plus, how many times were the Yankees beat by that typical blue pit with a runner in scoring position this series? It, I mean, how many times did it happen, really? One one or two times where they the, the Astros scored by getting a hit instead of a home run or just a typical regular hit instead of yeah, a home yeah, run your
0: entire season is on the line I just, understand I mean, who it is and who's on deck but you can't put the winning run in scoring position you can't do it they didn't and they lost yeah, and they would have right. lo- and you know what they would have fucking lost anyway so it doesn't really matter but maybe I, they would have I can't I I'm not I, honestly I don't think there was anything wrong with I and you know a part of this is too is hindsight is 2020 20, I'm not saying that yous are doing it but uh, people uh, people are doing it say so, uh, uh, why didn't you walk him well you weren't saying that until he hit the home run who did do you, you don't it, walk he do walk before him uh, Springer
1: there's your problem I mean there's your issue right there but
0: how many times have you seen him get wild for a batter and then and then yeah and then oh, settled he looked so good on the first two outs. And how many so times good. have we seen that, and he, still, and he gets out of it? Yeah. I know it's Jose Altuve, but that's also a role as Chapman. Is he not one of the best closers in Major League Baseball? Do you have any faith in him? The problem was...
1: Totally.
2: Totally have faith in him.
1: The problem was is exactly what Ryan said. You have to evaluate what went wrong in the batter previous to him. And that's... He completely did not have command of his fastball. He was relying on that slider pitch after pitch... For a strike and you can't do that to a guy like Altuve I mean you just if you're going to face him you got to be smarter you you have to at least know in the back of your mind that if you do walk him whether you're trying to get him out or not it's not the end of the world you can't just could
0: you try you to just lay a
1: slider over the middle of the plate well, that's what the big that's what his big problem was they threw a terrible pitch on a pitch that needed to be his best it was his worst and then he smiled like something was funny
0: it was you know I, I totally disagree with you on that yeah i'm not gonna lie i actually
2: didn't feel that way when he was smirking it was more of just like i can't that really just friggin' happened it bothered me a lot well it shouldn't why i, I could see if it bothers you but it didn't bother me
0: i think that's one of the biggest overreactions of this entire thing that people getting mad Oh, at people him. are
2: getting mad at
1: that yeah, I you I were. have been off social media.
0: Yeah, you you're mad at it. Why do you think you're the only one that was mad at it? I think that's no. One of the I didn't know that biggest, was a thing though. Biggest overreactions that people were having about yeah, that, him. That didn't. It was not like he was like smiling for his class pictures. Yeah,
2: and he wasn't like clapping and go know, back being to happy for Houston.
1: Go back to other teams getting eliminated and what the pitchers do. You put your head down. Do you, hey, you walk yeah, that's the a coping. Hey, Chris, do Sometimes. you do I,
0: you want to know something? Guess who else smirked after giving up a game-winning hit in two thousand in, in the two thousand one World Series? You think no. Mariano Rivera didn't give a shit? He smirked. He smirked. I'll look at. I don't
2: remember him smirking. I don't think he smirked.
0: I did. I saw the picture. Somebody put that. it on Twitter. Really? Wow. Yeah. And it was that same, like, oh, like, I can't believe yeah, that just like fucking happened. Your
2: eyes are glassy and you're just like, what?
0: You really think he's smiling because he's like, yeah, that's like a shock it. smile. No, no. It was more of like at
1: that point, if that's how you're going to cope with it, get in the dugout and cope with it. Don't just stand there.
0: That's and just the reaction. That's some people's what mechanism. You, th- you think he's going he, to wait 20 minutes to it. go into the dugout to start smiling? Because then everybody's going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It bothered I me. I guarantee you there's nobody on his team that had a problem with it. I'm
1: not sitting here saying he shouldn't be our closer or that he's a piece of shit. No, it bothered you. me in the moment because as a fan, I
0: put everything into these games. And you don't think he did? You don't think he's upset by it? He didn't look upset. It doesn't matter what he looked like to you. Yeah, Chris, come on. that's Honestly, I'm better. sorry. I'm not,
1: say, I'm not. Okay, you're right. I'm not going to say he wasn't upset. I didn't like how he handled it in the moment. I didn't. That's fair. I, 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 I see that. I'm, I'm not, not sitting and here and saying you he wanted that, that to happen or that it didn't. The affect The way his him. teeth
0: were showing too it was just like that's not a smile. That's just like oh, like, <laughs> like what, what the just fuck? happened? It bothered me. Okay, well, you know, you need to get over it.
1: I'm, I'm already over it. Okay, it just bothered me. I didn't think that was that was the way to handle that situation. From what I remember, okay. So in 2001, when something
0: devastating happens to you, we'll all judge you on the way you handle it. When you have a colossal failure in front of the entire world, and we'll judge you on the way you handle it. For me, as a
1: fan, call it stupid or not, I put myself in that situation. How I felt when El Tuve swung on that pitch, and I immediately watched it and knew it was a home run, is exactly how I expect those guys to feel that are making me feel well, that do you way. You know what
0: he felt inside of him?
1: Okay, you are right on that and I said that. No, in the moment I could but see But in the like, moment yeah, yeah, yeah. it didn't feel all that right, well, way. That was and the, that's first what of all me.
0: that was the last thing I'm mind, what his uh, face yeah, looked like when that happened. I didn't care about it. I was just mad they lost. Okay. So, we're going to wrap up the show with this final topic here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be plenty of time to sit here and break all this down and who's coming and who's going and will anything change but i think for now since you know and this is another thing that i said everybody, as soon as the ball the ball didn't even hit the fucking wall yet and everybody's like oh well we got to get Garrett cole <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sa- and i said like i don't i just don't have that in me right now to sit there and think about next year
1: now it's the first time I didn't.
0: But yesterday, like you had a day to process it, and now you can sit here and like you're you're kind of past the initial depression. You know, the, the first wave of depression has passed. Now you had to sit there and think about it, right? And I said I tweeted this yesterday. Is Garrett Cole the guy? Because we've seen Brian Cashman pass on a lot of high priced players in in recent years no Manny Machado uh and if there was Manny Machado there'd be no DJ LeMayu so that was a good one no Bryce Harper now you know Bryce Harper leaves Washington they make the World Series so you know draw your own conclusions there uh so maybe that was a good one you know they didn't want to go to sixth year to Patrick Corbin they give Patrick Corbin six years he's a Yankee they didn't want to go past five he's in Washington okay Is Garrett Cole the guy that will make Brian Cashman change his philosophy? And now I don't want... Everybody's like, well, it's not up to him. It's up to Hal. Well, you know what? Hal Steinbrenner told Brian Cashman there was no mandate on the luxury tax in 2019. There was a mandate on luxury tax in 2017. No mandate in 2019. And then you get people to tell you, well, how do you know Hal's telling the truth? Okay. (laughs) I mean, how do you know anybody's telling the truth? I got to take the man out of his word. If the Yankees weren't allowed to go over the luxury tax this year, why did they go over the luxury tax this year? Why was Brian Cashman trying to make trades at the trade deadline if they weren't allowed to go over the luxury tax? Right? Mm -hmm. Am I wrong in saying that? No. And hear me, you know, I think I'm trying to be fair here and saying if they don't win next year, I want Brian Cashman out of here. So uh, you know, I don't really want to defend them too much at this point. But come on, and or how? If Brian Cashman goes up to Hal Steinbrenner and says, Hal, I need this fucking guy. Don't you want to win? I need this guy. How I got to believe Hal Steinbrenner is going to say yes because I don't think Brian Cashman has went to him and said, Hal, I need this guy with anybody that we talked about.
1: Okay, but here's the thing I'll, I'll contradict you with. I'll hit you back with because I think you're contradicting yourself unintentionally. How much are you trusting your GM telling you you need this guy to win it? When that same GM told you and told the rest of the world
0: that what he was doing was to win everything in 2019 and you fell short. But here's what I'm going to, here's my point that I'm trying to get to. Okay. I got off on a sidetrack of people that think that Hal is just being cheap, which I don't agree with at all. Okay. I don't. Until Until I see real evidence otherwise, I don't agree with it. If it comes out that Brian Cashman wanted to give Garrett Cole uh 7 years 280 million dollars and and Howell was like no then yeah you can you can call house burn cheap you can do it until i have evidence of that i'm not doing it okay is and we've seen that Brian Cashman has drawn a line in the sand on some of these big contracts but is Garrett Cole the guy that he changes his philosophy for because now this will be the third opportunity the Yankees have had to try to get this guy They drafted him in 2008. He chose to go to college. Douche. And and we said this, I think it was last week. How big of a Yankee fan are you that you went to fucking college instead of playing for the Yankees? Douche. Okay. Number two. He tried to trade for him. It was 2017 offseason? Going
1: into 2017 season.
0: He tried to trade for him. Neil Huntington, I believe is his name, the GM of the Pirates, did not really want to do business with Brian Cashman because he asked for way more from the Yankees than he ended up getting from the Houston Nationals. And you can say, well, it was Clint Frazier, and Miguel Andujar, and these are guys that Brian Cashman probably would like to trade now. And
1: guys, the most important thing of what Christian's saying right now is not about the players or what the Pirates wanted. The most important thing is to look at the pitcher Garrett Cole was at the time. Oh, absolutely. Okay. He really didn't warrant. He gave up way too many home runs. I think he was coming off a season with a four-something ERA. He was not this guy. Will he be this guy if the Yankees get him? That's something we don't even know. Whatever the Astros are doing, whether it be the technology they're using, the pitching coach, they are doing something extremely right when it comes to the pitching. Putting aside he was 12 everything twelve and
0: twelve up. with a four two six. There you
1: go. So we can't. And that
0: was a down year for
1: him. We can't look back at that trade and necessarily say we should have given up this guy or that guy. You weren't trading for the same guy you're watching right now. If you, if that trade came to the table now, do you think Cashman would say no?
0: Brian Cashman would drag. He would dr- literally drag Andujar and Frazier by their ankles from the Bronx to Pittsburgh. And he would walk every step of the way to do yeah. it. Right. and he would probably try to, you know, do a lot of other things to get that deal done. Yes, so that's a big part of this, man. So now that only money stands in the way of getting Garrett Cole to the Yankees, is this the guy that Brian Cashman says? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break the bank for him. All I'm gonna I can go say,
2: to. All I can say is it fucking better be. Well, here's why I think it has to be. If you ask these questions, ready? Do the Yankees win this series if they had Garrett Cole? Probably. Yes, whether he pitched that great or not. Does Houston, the Astros don't have him. That's the point I'm getting to. Does Houston get to where they are without Garrett Cole?
0: Probably not. Probably not, but it's possibly. a bit
2: harder, a bit more difficult without him in the equation. But possibly because... So now... So you would be killing two birds with one stone if you get Garrett Cole because not only would you be adding your bona fide ace to this rotation, but you would be removing him from your biggest obstacle of the past yes, two years. Yes, that's
0: a, that's a big, uh, big, you know. So that's
2: why the move is a no-brainer, in my opinion, regardless of how much money it's going to cost. It's the but fact I, that you're going to add somebody to your rotation that is a top-flight guy, and you're taking him away from a place that he has proven to be an incredible pitcher. Is it true that Houston, no matter what, can't afford him? I mean
1: that's what everyone's saying.
0: No, what everyone's saying and this is what I want, this is another thing that I want to get to here is that he wants to go home. He wants to go back to California. I just read an article from Buster only today that it is expected that he wants to sign. He wants to sign with a California team, preferably the Angels because they play 10 miles from where he went to where he went to high school. That is what is believed around uh, his teammates in Houston believe that. that That's where he wants to go. And what did CeCe want? uh, Here, this is what I'm going to... You just took the words right out of my mouth. What did CeCe want? He wanted to go to the Dodgers or the Angels. He did not... He wanted nothing, absolutely nothing to do with New York. He wanted absolutely nothing to do with New York. He wanted to go to the Dodgers. The Dodgers really weren't interested. He got a $100 million offer from... The Angels and his agent told the Yankees, If you want him, you have to blow this contract out of the water. And Cashman offered him $60 million more than the Angels did. And CC was like, I'd be stupid to say no to this. CeCe, and he,
1: CC, pulled the Tom Brady and, and he was like, What do I get?
0: And he came here and he ended up loving it. So, and I tweeted this last night, and Brian Hoke, and it was why we part of the reason why we love him so much. And I said, Brian Cashman needs to remember all the legwork. And you got to read Mission 27 because it goes beyond just offering him $60 million more. It's everything, and I don't remember everything all the time in my head, but Brian Cashman put out a full court press to get CC Sabathia on the Yankees, visited him, did all this other shit, okay? And I said... If Brian Cashman needs a reminder, maybe Brian Holt can send him a copy of Mission 27. And Holt tweeted me back a picture of Brian Cashman holding the book today. (laughs) So good job out of Brian Holt there. Uh, So Cashman can't just be like, well, he wants to go to California, so there's nothing I can really do about it. Remember that CeCe Sabathia wanted to go to California, and he pitched the last 11 years as a New York Yankee. So remember that.
1: And if he does go into the Hall
0: of Fame it will be as a New York Yankee. Just remember that you at one time convinced the guy that wanted nothing to do with New York to come to New York. Now, if the Yankees drop seven years, $270, $280 million, which is absurd, but if that's what they did, they put that in front of Garrett Cole, and Garrett Cole said, I really want to go to California, I can live with that.
1: If he takes less money to go to California, and money was not what got in the way, there's nothing you can do
0: at that point. I live with that because you know what I said? Brian Cashman did everything in his power to sign this guy, and this guy just didn't want to be yeah. here. Yep.
1: And one thing he can't do, I'm not saying that Steven Strasburg's anything to sneeze at, but you can't let Cole play hardball and let him walk and test out and and, and not match and beat anything he gets just because you have Steven Strasburg that you can fall on. They are two, on two Bumgarner different... Pl- too, right? Two different planets. Two different planets. You want to know why? Because as much as I respect Bumgarner for what he's done in the past, what Garrett Cole did was, was yesterday. It yeah. was two no, days absolutely. ago. 100%. It's, it happened now. This guy's going to be pitching game one in the World Series, and I promise you, he's going to continue this streak of just being untouchable. You can't pass up on this guy. If he comes here and he's a bust and I hear one Yankee fan say he was a waste of money I will go back and I will continue to replay all of his tapes of what he did in this postseason and why he's getting the money he got it's up to him to execute of course but there's no excuse there's nothing that should be put in the way of Garrett Cole coming to New York unless it's his true decision Mm -hmm. to go somewhere else and it wasn't about the money. If he ends up in a different team anywhere, you better show me that he took less money, and it wasn't about the money, or else I'm not okay with it. Well, you could take the same money. Same money and didn't come back to Cashman to beat it?
0: Well, it doesn't matter at that point. I'm saying if the Yankees made their best, and and we'll know what their best effort was.
1: All I'm saying is Cashman, you better prove to me that it wasn't money that got in the way that it was this guy truly just making that decision.
0: You know, they're offering this guy $35 million a year to pitch for him. He doesn't want to come here. I mean, what are you going to do? Here's one thing.
1: I mean, I know the Yankees to us didn't put up a fight, but we're talking about a team who's just going to continue to be great year in and year out. The Yankees proved a lot to this guy testing the open market that if he's going to go somewhere and and tasting what he's about to taste, winning that pennant Probably winning the World Series. You think he wants to go to the Angels after that? Think you want to take
0: you want to take what you just had and say this is probably it for me? Well, this is what I said. Uh, also, I I'm rooting for Washington in the World Series. I probably won't watch much of it because I need a series buffer in between when the Yankees get eliminated and when I start watching baseball again. So I didn't really watch much of the LCSs last year. I watched the World Series. Like this year. They just got out. They just got eliminated. So maybe if this series goes, you know, it's tied after four games, maybe I'll pick up on it. But, you know, it's just the way my grieving process from when the Yankees get eliminated, right? But I'm rooting for the Washington Nationals to win this World Series. And it's not because I'm bitter. I'm bitter, but I'm not rooting for them because I'm bitter. Because generally speaking, I like if my team gets eliminated, I want to lose to the team that – that team win win the championship, whether it be the Giants. I want that team to win the Super Bowl. The Yankees. I want that team to win the World Series. Because to me, if you're gonna beat me and you don't win the World Series, it's a f- really gonna piss me off even more. Like you fucking couldn't get the job done. You beat us and then you fucking you fold it like a like a you know whatever the uh, the bullshit is. Oh,
2: you're gonna root for the Nationals this time
1: because he wants Cole to be hungry for that. I World want Series. Cole yeah, to okay, be okay,
0: hungry. Okay, okay, so I don't so want so. him coming into New York. Let's say the Yankees are able to convince him here. I don't want him coming into New York with a fat contract and a World Series title, where he's like, "I got everything I need." I'm not. I'm gonna. You know, I want him to taste it, but not eat the whole steak. I want him to get a bite of the bite of it and come here and be hungry, just like Aaron Judge and Gleyber Torres and James Paxton and all these other guys yeah. are hungry yep. to win.
1: I agree. Same. I never thought of it that way. That's a great way to think of it. Here's the thing, though. If the Ashers do win the World Series, we will once again, for the third year in a row, be taken out by the World Series champions.
0: That's like zero 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 one percent of a consolation prize.
1: I'm just saying, it's just we're always being beat by. But women. I
0: said, I did say though, I, if you're gonna beat, if you're gonna beat my team, can you please win? Can you, can yeah, you, like, because if you're gonna end up losing, why didn't you? Why didn't you just lose to us? Yeah. Assholes. Seriously. All right. We felt their feelings in the beginning of the show. We're going to close the show with the fans feeling their feelings. Going to read a few tweets here. I asked for him yesterday. We wanted to get the fans um, take on the season. I said, what are your thoughts and feelings about the 2019 season? How do you feel about the team going into 2020? So I'll read a handful of tweets here. Uh, you know, our friend Beth Wellington, she's very disappointed with every year they with everything they overcame, this felt like our year. Winning the East, but was nice, but it means nothing without a ring. For 2020, I expect some pitchers who can go more than four innings per game, so we don't tax our bullpen. Fair. You, are you okay with that, Ryan?
2: Yeah, great point. I mean, that is—that's exactly something that I mean. It would have made it easier, like you said, if we had some pitchers that gave them depth. All right,
0: here's. Uh, Paul Sherman. Uh, I thought Boone managed differently in the playoffs. Didn't feel like the next man up got th- got them through. Didn't feel like the next man up that got them through the regular season. Need to play looser in the playoffs. You can disagree, but give me Voit and Talkman over Stanton and Encarnacion. Voit brings positive vibes. Uh, Mike Talkman was hurt. He he could have been an option late in the ALCS, but. He was hurt. Voight could... And we made the joke about uh, Encarnacion not being able to hit a beach ball with an ironing board in the postseason. Voight was in that same boat in the regular season. That's why he didn't sniff the field in the DS, and that's why he wasn't even on the roster in the championship series. So I do have to disagree with that. And you know what? Yeah, The next man up thing was cool. It was fun. But, dude, if you got John Carl staying healthy... You're going to fucking play him. You're going to play him.
1: What was the Yankees record with John Carlos Stanton in the lineup?
0: Uh it was 5 it was uh it was 5 and 0 oh in the postseason. What was their record without him in it the lineup? It was
1: 0 and 4. Do you think is that's just a coincidence, or do you think having his presence
0: in what you he know, was I do, doing, you know, I don't think shit like that is a coincidence. I would have played if he was active, and he, I don't care if he couldn't even swing the bat. If he was active. I would have put him in in the in the lineup in game the, six just because
1: of that stat. It's the it's what he did
0: to this lineup.
1: It's the versatility he brought to this lineup. Seeing pitches, having that presence by the by the end of this thing. Do you know what Incarnacion was? Not just to us as fans or as... Or to the Yankees, do you know what he was to the Astros? An easy out. An easy out in the middle of the lineup. You can't have that, Giancarlo Stanton. I don't care if he walked a million times and you know grounded out his other times and only had one home run. He wasn't an automatic out. He was he was creating more pitches, seeing
2: better pitches. He changed. This lineup, and I don't think Boone really did a bad job managing in this series. I think he pulled, he made moves. Some of them worked, some of them didn't. But at the end of the day, this was on the players. I don't think this was what was going on off the field. I think it was guys not coming through when they had to on the field. That Aaron Boone can only do so much. Can you? I, can you? Rip, right? Do you guys? What yeah. do you guys think? Do you think can Aaron you rip Boone, Boone was a big reason why the Yankees no. are, are home right now? No. Can
1: you rip Boone for certain moves he made? Sure. You can question him. But at the end of the day, we know the New York Yankees and how they operate. And as a fan, you have to know this. They went into this with a game plan. And that game plan was exactly, again, Rye, what you said they were going to do going into it. And that was utilize this bullpen every second they got a chance to. That's how
0: this team was built. and that's That might be what the problem is, but that's how this team was built. And that, and everybody that said that that rain out benefited the Yankees, I knew it didn't. Yep. I, it screwed them royally because of the fact that they would have to play four straight games if they got to game seven. And Boone, one time all year, pitched a guy three days yep. in a row, and that was Tommy Canely in this series. So, that, absolutely for that alone, I had a bad feeling after that ran out. Uh, just a couple more here. We got Ned Stark. I feel like that's a Game of Thrones thing. It is. Maybe, is that his, it might be his real name. I don't know. No. They accomplished a hell of a lot while dealing with ridiculous amount of injuries. For that, Boone has to get manager of the year. Small consolation, but it is a good sign that the guys who were there played so well for him. He should be around for a while. If he gets to the World Series next year.
2: And Rocco Bodele is going to win manager of the year, unfortunately. There's no I, chance.
1: Listen, I, I'm all for getting rid of Cashman at that point. If you If you don't make it next year. I'm not okay with getting rid of Boone just yet he's gotten way too much out of these out of these guys especially this year and a team that had no right winning as many games as they did yeah
0: but when you fired a GM and the manager stays in place and you hire a new GM you're setting your franchise back a year because now that GM wants right. their own manager happened in
1: there. didn't happen happened across the way in Queens I mean you you think what's his face didn't want didn't wanna can't even think of that Brody didn't want Mickey. Brody didn't want him out of there, Callaway.
0: Mm.
1: Now look. Now they're looking to hire someone else.
0: Uh, at Samuel taught you, the most exciting season to watch. From the beginning of it all to the end, seeing all those players get hurt, and every day someone new stood up and said, I got it. Incredible season, but unfortunately it's a failure. If you don't win it all, we have to get Garrett Cole. I.
2: That's great
1: Hey, Sweet right there. Listen, just to piggyback on what you guys said before. You want to break this thing down regular season throughout everything? No, of course it's not a failure. I mean, first of all, we take for granted way too much, and I'm not saying that this is okay. We take for granted the fact that we watch teams make the postseason. It feels like year in and year out. That's not easy to do. It's just not. Is it a failure? No, we got to watch meaningful baseball until October mid-October mm-hmm. that's awesome as a fan whether they won it all or not I'm sorry but at the end of the day this season came down to one thing for us we said it and we stuck with it minimum pennant I w- was this not the World Series for the Astros and the Yankees was it not if they won this seems that way Who knows? I, I mean if they won this though that wouldn't have and they lost the World Series yeah we would have been disappointed but you walk away with a pennant beating the Astros you can't say it's a failure
0: it was a failure All right, last one and I saved the I saved the best for last here Uh, Tim Stack tweets us sign and make Romine the number one catcher Gary to DH it'll improve the pitching Mm -hmm. sign Guardi for one year say goodbye to Didi Mm Mm-hmm. Use the money for Cole and Batances. Okay, yeah. Trade Stanton for prospects. Oh, my God. And unless you find out he's a total creep, Oh, my God. Fray, oh, God. Play Frazier or trade him for starting pitching. So Okay. So
1: <laughs> I didn't really... So Can we just leave the fans with that? We even, a, do we even have to break that down? What do you mean? Like, do we have to break but, that tweet down? No, I guess we can just leave it. Can out. we just let... <laughs> Can we just let it...
2: Yeah. just I let agree. it bask. Just let it... Let that in, let in it the, simmer. In the universe. Yeah, let let it just... Let please. it simmer like... like Definitely. The, yeah, we're doing that. I'm not talking about like that. Like you're right. cooking
0: the meatballs in the sauce. Just Holy let it simmer. fuck. Like
2: a, like a crock pot. Yeah, Holy fuck. Jesus Christ. Unless he's a
0: total creeps. Play him or trade him. I didn't really... You know, at that what point... Is that being he a sucks. Creep
2: have, what does being a creep have to do with any of it?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you're creepy. <laughs> so... It. You know, let it back if, uh, you know, this pod ran, you know, about an hour and a half. If, you know, this was a psychiatry session, you'd probably mm. be jacked for about one hundred and fifty bucks right now. But we did this shit for you guys for free. Mm-hmm. We hope that by being removed from this for an extra day that we were able to, you know, provide, provide this the type of relief that you really needed. Everybody got all the screaming out. Everybody got all the yelling out. But now you know you had time to digest it and hopefully you felt your feelings. You were you were when we were feeling our feelings, you hopefully were saying it with us. Mm-hmm. And if we did that for you, then we did our job here. Absolutely. Right? Yep, 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 yep. Unfortunately, we're doing this again a little earlier than we wanted to, but it to, some of my favorite shows all year when we do the keep them and dump thems. And I think this year we have some really really interesting guys to debate. Yes,
1: but i think you're getting ahead of yourself why is that because i have to remind you that after this episode every year we do a season recap with the annual miyst awards mm. that usually comes next i was looking through our index of episodes
0: mm. so
1: we can get the polls going maybe mm. but is that our next episode
0: Hmm, I had actually forgotten about the awards. I kind of you want to just forget them. You think no, no one even deserves awards. Mm, I don't know. I'll have to No, you know what? i you sit on it then, I guess. No, I don't want to sit on All it. Just right, well, make up it. your mind. I think I want to do I I think I just, just want to get into Keep them dumps. Yeah, I think I just want to. I think I want to get into this because yeah, it's I, a good topic. I think a lot of fans really have a lot of guys that they're on the fence about right now, and we just start rattling them off as Didi Gregorius and Edwin Encarnacion, Brett and, and Brett Gardner, and Nella and Ed, and Dillon and Edwin, Austin Romine, yeah, a lot of guys. Even you know, did I say Gary Sanchez? But you know, I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of last year. I think... and listen, when Ooh. we do this.
1: When we do this, it doesn't necessarily mean that these these guys can realistically go anywhere. Like Gary Sanchez, right? Could he? Yeah. Is it be is it a topic that's necessarily at the forefront of the Yankees front office right now? No. But we also want to get your take on on guys that are, you know, emotionally on on the fence for you. And Gary Sanchez is going to be one of those guys.
0: Yes. And then when we get through that, I think then we can we can, you know, sit back and okay, celebrate the fair. I think we can then celebrate the season a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Let's 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 wallow in negativity for a little bit longer. Uh-huh. I think yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think it's what we have to let's do Let's switch
0: it up this year. All right. All right. Okay. Because we did we did it one way for two years and the Yankees didn't win a goddamn thing. So maybe if we maybe if we change it, they'll change it. Okay? Yeah, let's change the deal. It okay. Okay. All right. So, thank you for listening to episode one forty eight of the NYYST podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Uh, stat guy, Rye. Go Yanks! You, you got. You, you just got to keep it consistent, though. And let you know. Go Yanks! All right, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. It's for the future, but go Yanks, Chris. Say goodbye.
2: Burn!